All In Podcast Show, episode number seven, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence. With your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. All right. I want to welcome everyone to the All In Podcast Show. And today I'm uh, privileged to have uh, Brian Ellis with us. Um, and, uh, you know, Brian ha- and I go way back. And, uh, you know, he's actually one of my first mentors in the real estate investment industry. And uh, it's just pr- a privilege to have him on today. So uh, I welcome you, uh, Brian. And I look forward to sharing some great information with our listeners today. Thanks, Dan. I'm really, really happy to be here. It's good, good, always good to talk with you. It's been a long time since uh, we, we first met. And it's, it's been a pleasure the whole way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to want to ask you today. Um, you know, uh, let's let's share a little bit about your story and how you got into the investment space. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I, I started uh, professionally, you know, in, in in the adult professional world back when I was about nineteen years old. I was in uh, I, when I was in high school. I had this dream of going to Georgia Tech and getting a uh, full academic scholarship to study computer science. And you know what? I achieved that, and it was kind of cool that I achieved that. And once I got there, I realized very quickly that that uh, I didn't really have the goal of graduating. I didn't care about that at all. <laughs> so uh, what I ended up doing was starting a software business because I was kind of one of those dirty eh, – dirty, that's the wrong word entirely uh, – a nerdy, dorky types that uh, – uh, was really good with computers, and so I started my software company, and, and it did really well. But then something, a few years later, Dan, something happened that, that kind of rocked me to the core, and that was the birth of my first daughter. And about that time, I realized I didn't want to work 90 hours a week anymore and started studying other ways to make money. And kind of what I ended up settling on was was real estate investing. It just seemed like it was the most natural fit for, for my skills and aptitudes. And and uh, so so that's the direction I took and and. That was 20 years ago, and here we are today. That's awesome. So, so as you progressed in that industry, obviously, you know, fast forward to uh, your your experience in the uh, investment world led to educating yeah. in the in the in the uh, investment world as well, uh, where we met. Yes. Um, and and then uh, you know from that point, you know, you obviously were doing very well in that space. Um, uh, and um, you know, I had the privilege of working with you a little bit in that space that awesome. and, and doing some. Yeah, and doing some fun stuff together. But also, as you as you've um, progressed in that area, you know, you you ultimately, you know, just like everyone else, you know, there's some ups and downs in, in industries, ups and downs in life. Um, you know, what uh, what were some challenges that you faced uh, going through that period in your life? Well, there there were a number of them. Um, you know, d- during the actually at the height of of my business at the time, I ended up going through a really big nasty divorce. And and I went from making a very 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 large uh, income to you know essentially nothing at all, and had to start over. You know I, I went from doing really well to being in a very difficult spot, and that that was tough, Dan. Uh, you know it it really taught me some some humility that I didn't have to that point, and. So uh, that that was a a painful experience. It's not something I'd wish on anybody, but but I got something valuable out of it, and and so ultimately it it, it worked for my good. I would I would say, um, and thankfully I, I, 
I do have a very strong relationship with both my daughters and and actually my ex-wife. We 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 all get along very very well and productively, and so uh, it, it was a bad thing, but it ended up working out for all of our growth. So so that's a good thing. And through that, uh, I, I I learned Dan that sometimes you just got to start over. I, I went as I said from being very very successful to having nothing at all, and and the whole experience kind of rocked my brain enough that. It took me a couple of years to to recover, and when I recovered, the industry had changed entirely. I mean, it had it had gone on without me. Can you believe that? <laughs> and and when I came back, I had to start over from from ground zero, and all the names and all the faces were different in the industry, and the kind of things that were selling and that people were interested in were completely different. And it turned out, much to my chagrin, that the the product the the service that I had been offering previously was now offered by a lot of people so there was a lot of competition and uh, you know it it really taught me number one the value of humility and number two the importance of innovation of staying you know staying ahead of the curve and so uh, now that's something we try to do that's awesome so so how would you out of out of that you know obviously you had tremendous financial success at one point in that you know at, you know uh, at that point in your life. Um, and how would you define success today? Today, I would define success as finding it difficult to sleep because I've got so much that I want to be doing. Uh, like last night, it was it was twelve forty five before I turned out the lights, and I'm you know my my wake up time at this point, which is very different than than at past points in my life. My you know I get out of the bed at fifteen minutes to five every day right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is so exciting, Dan to. I'm in a situation now where I get to help my clients and I get to see a few months later after working with them, I get to see that there is a measurable, discernible, undeniably positive impact that my work with them has had in, in, in their lives. I can't tell you how gratifying that is. And, and the fact that I actually get to make money doing this, it, it's, it's astounding. So to me, success is, is being just so jacked up about what I'm doing and the future of it, and and how good of an impact it makes on everybody around me that you know, like sleep becomes the, the the last thing that I think about that I that I just love it and and when when the weekend comes I want to be dead tired when Friday night rolls around I want to just be exhausted to my core so I can sleep deeply spend the whole weekend with the kids and do nothing about work and forget that entirely and then start over on Monday and just really invest everything I can possibly give in, into my business and into my life that for me is what success is. That's awesome. So, so explain to me a little bit about what your routine's like when you get up that early. Yeah, well, I, I get up that early because the first thing I like to do every day is that I like to make a, a big cup of coffee for, for my wife to have sitting beside her bed whenever she wakes up. Um, I'm not a coffee drinker, but she certainly is, and that, that seems to be something she really appreciates, so I, so I like to do that. Um, then um, <clears throat> I actually... From there, spend a little bit of time thinking about what I'm going to, to talk about on my podcast because I do a podcast every single day and, and, I, and I get ready. And about the time that I'm done with my morning preparation, I mean, you know, just getting ready for the day, about then my two sons start to wake up. And so I get them up. I get them dressed. I get them fed and ready for the day. And I, I take them, them to preschool. And so I'm back in the office by 6.30, 6.45, something like that. And can get on with the day and be completely uninterrupted for for several hours before the business day even starts. That's my favorite time of the day to think and to really just get the things done that are important is the first several hours of the day. And for me, Dan, up until noon, 
I don't take calls. I don't do a whole lot of email. I, I don't really do anything except for the roughly two or three things that are really, really, really critical for me to get done every single day. And it's only after the lunchtime hour that I start taking calls or do anything that is uh, other than the really core functions that I, that I have to uh, achieve every single day. That's that's awesome. So, so you know, you have a consistent routine that you've been in for a while now, and obviously with little ones, yeah, you, know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to have some uh, quiet time. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So I wonder, you know, uh, not not to get off topic here, but I'm just wondering, you know, how often is your wife's coffee cold? <laughs> <laughs> that's just the first question that comes how up. How often is it cold? It's, it's, it's never cold, Dan. I mean, what kind of husband would I be if I brought her cold coffee? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Gee whiz, man. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't want uh, her saying he very nearly cared about me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Just, you know, obviously there's a twist to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just wondering if she gets up right away, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. We won't talk so, about that here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For all the world to hear. Yeah. All right. So, so as um, as you progress through your day, and and uh, you know you're you're having the impact with that you have. You know, I've always noticed about you. You you've always been very focused on the industry that you're in. Uh, you know, in the investment world. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's where your passion is. That you that that's where your interests lie. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, just talk about what you know, because I think that there's definitely in in your writings and the stuff that you do that I see come through. You know, in emails and posts and whatnot. Obviously, there's some passion behind that. What drives you there? Well, when I was deciding back years ago, after my first daughter was born, what to do with my life in, in, instead of working 90 hours a week as a software developer, uh, that was when I discovered uh, the Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that resonated with me uh, in a pretty big way. And it, it really focused on real estate as a way to, um, uh, to build wealth, to build passive income, and you know, to become financially free. And that message of passive income really, really did resonate with me. And I come from a real estate family. Both my dad and my, my grandfather were, were uh, contractors, builders. They, they built lots and lots of houses. They were never investors, but they were both uh, deeply involved in the real estate world. And so I kind of come from that world, and, and the notion of being around real estate deals and, and such it isn't, uh, isn't intimidating to me at all. So I had that advantage. But, you know, Dan, for me, really, that book sparked a thought in my mind or a notion focused around passive income. But for me, it turned out that the answer was not real estate investing, even though real estate investing was a really interesting topic for me. For me, I learned that the asset that I wanted to create was uh, was a following, um, a group of people that knew me, liked me, and trusted me so that I could bring value to them and thus monetize that those relationships whenever whenever I, uh, uh, necessary. And so as a result, then, um, I stayed in the real estate business because I really know that business well, but I don't really do real estate deals a whole lot. I mean, I, I, I have. I mean, it, it, and, you know, I say that, Dan, it has been literally less than 36 hours since the last time I closed a real estate deal. I bought a house on Thursday. Uh, sold it 
Thursday afternoon or Friday morning, and we closed on it yesterday, and I made, I don't know, 20 grand or so, something like that, probably 18 grand, actually. So, so I really do this stuff, but that's not what the normal part of my life is. The normal part of my life is focused around being a center of influence such that I can garner the, the awareness and the trust of people who need me and that I can guide them in a direction which is real estate oriented because I, I have a message. My message is every investment you do should be simple, safe, and strong. And real estate offers a unique way or a, a unique set of opportunities to structure assets that actually fit that model. And so what I do right now is I, is I guide my clients towards opportunities to invest in assets that fit that model for them. And in so doing, they do well, I do well. It's a, it's a beautiful marriage. That, that's awesome. So, and, and obviously there's a, um, you know, many skill sets involved in all the delivery methods that you have, sure. uh, you, know, uh, you know, between the email, uh, you know, systems that you have and the online abilities that you have sure. and the, you know, the, all of the different education components that you've had from the, you know, the, um, the trainings and things that you've done in the past. Sure that that uh all are part of of what you do today so even down to your podcast message today uh giving people you know actionable um investment uh advice um and information uh to um you know do that on a daily basis and and with you pouring your heart and soul into that obviously yeah. you're all in in that message That's awesome. um and and you could see that you're passionate about it so um which is cool to see so um you know if you were to if you were to talk to you know someone about uh an investment you know type scenario with the things you have going on today you know what what, what is the number one thing that you would want to share with them uh to get started say if it was a total new person that that's not done anything in the investment space um but they you know they want to start learning where where would you guide them well you know the the first thing i would do dan is i, I is i'd figure out if the advice that i give uh is 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 suitable for for that type of person um the 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 type of thing that I do right now um, is that uh, I, I work with folks who have a fairly substantial uh, portfolio. So so really not folks who are just uh, starting out. Uh, they're they're folks who generally speaking they're you know engineers, salespeople, uh, mid and upper level executives, doctors, lawyers, et cetera, et cetera. They're people who have been successful and who have money and uh, simply don't trust or are starting to mistrust Wall Street and want a different way to deploy their capital. So the first thing I'd do is find out if the person that you're talking about fits that model. And if they're not, there's prob- there are probably people who could serve them better than I can. Uh, but if they do fit that model, you know, the thing I'd tell them is, look, there is one core value that you have to operate from if you're going to be a successful self-directed investor, which is a person who controls your own financial portfolio. If you're going to be a successful self-directed investor, core value number one is always respect your own capital. Respect your own capital. You, you absolutely That capital didn't happen by accident. It took up your time, your energy, your effort to bring that in to make it happen, or maybe it is a result of the blood, sweat, and tears of somebody who cares about you. Either way, it took effort. It, it's, it's worth something. You've got to respect it. But without a plan, that's just a platitude. And so what I would tell that person is go out, find investments that are three things. They are, every investment you do has to be simple, safe, and strong. It has to be all three of those, not just one or two of them. It has to be all three. Because otherwise, what you're doing is you're you're kind of acting like a uh, 
You're kind of acting like a venture capitalist more than an individual investor if you're not doing all three of those things. And there's nothing wrong with being a venture capitalist. They serve a very important role in our business. But you're an individual investor. Every dollar you have counts. You cannot plan to lose any of it. You can't really play the odds like venture capitalists do. You you have to plan to protect every single dollar that you make. It's like Warren Buffett says, rule number one is never lose money, and rule number two is never forget rule number one. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on that. So that's, that's what I would tell that person then. Right. So, so with that said, you know, hearing that, obviously, uh, that came about for you, you know, um, you know, were, were there investments that you've done over the years prior to, you know, now you having this, uh, this three-step, you know, uh, uh, process that you have to keep it safe, simple, and sound, uh, you know, are, uh, were there areas where in, in investments, you know, obviously many people were affected during the crash and, and, uh, you know, the continued chaos with what goes on in our, our economy these days, um, you know, were the areas that you had some challenges um, that you learned from Oh, well, over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the biggest learning I've had in business in terms of making that type of decision was not actually an investment in a particular asset, but it was an investment in a person. Um, I chose to take on a business partner several years ago. And um, I was kind of, th- this was not long after my divorce, so I was still in a very challenging financial situation and really, frankly, in a, a weak state of mind. And so I was afraid. I, I thought that maybe what I needed to do was take on a partner who had some money to, to fund what I was doing. And so I did that. And I did find somebody who had some money to fund it. But you know what, Dan? I, I learned the hard way that whenever you're choosing people to work with, the number one thing you have to consider above their their capital, above their experience, above their connections, above everything else, is their character. Uh, because it turned out that that um, that this was not a person of character, and um, the the fallout of of that experience was very expensive, very stressful. Um, ultimately, the whole situation turned out. Definitely to my good, to my benefit. But man, it's 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 astounding how much how much trouble I could have avoided and stress I could have eliminated by just making fundamentally good decisions. And so, in 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 that case, it was all about making a character based decision rather than a anything else. That's that that's the big lesson for me. If I had to point to a single thing. Right. So, so that's, you know, I mean, obviously that's a great life lesson that you've, um, you know, you've obviously endured and, and, uh, came through. And with that, obviously, you know, uh, has, um, gotten you fine tuned and focused in the areas that you're in right now, working with the clients you choose to work with, doing what you, um, are, are, uh, suit, you know, what's best suited for you. So, um, so how would you define, you know, what your purpose or calling is? Uh, well, my, my purpose is to make a whole bunch of money in a, in a way that really benefits my clients, but to make a whole bunch of money and give it away. Um, and not just randomly, but uh, there are some specific things that, uh, that, that I think uh, God has put me here on this earth for to, uh, uh, to help with uh, in terms of being a good steward. Uh, stewardship is a recurring theme on, on my podcast because I believe that uh, there, there's lots and lots of talk about uh, about being a successful investor, but to me, um, you know, there, there's more to it than that. I've told you core value number one of self-directed investors is to uh, always respect your own capital. Well, core value number two of self-directed investors 
is that there's always got to be a purpose to your profit beyond wealth. And for me, um, that is to to give that wealth away in in a in a way that is consistent with with what I feel is God's direction on my life. And um, and and then secondly, the purpose uh, for for my life is to be a center of influence among other affluent people who who may be looking for a a, a direction, a strategy for towards starting to give their wealth away as well. I want to be a center of influence for them and help them to understand that there is much more to be gained by giving than than even accumulating. Right. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, to to um go after one and I know this is a this is a difficult question and it seems like a constant difficult question for most people that I ask it of. Um is, you know, is there one specific person in your life that's influenced you the most? Um <clears throat> influenced me the most. That's tough, but probably the most in most recent years would certainly be my wife. Um, she has she has demonstrated a level of grace and patience and mercy that uh, is I, I I'm I'm a man of many words, Dan, but I can't proper properly describe uh, the the degree to which my wife has amazed me and impressed me and 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 been gracious and merciful towards me it's uh it makes me proud to be married to her it makes me proud that my kids have her as a role model um it makes me proud as i can be that she's my business partner not just my wife I, she's she's an amazing amazing woman and uh, i'm she's astounding that's awesome yeah, I got him speechless once. <laughs> <laughs> Goal achieved, right? <laughs> uh, so, um, so what would you know? I mean, I know you shared a, a lot of different nuggets here with, um, the, you know, with things. Two, th- you know, two things would be one is, um, is there uh, one thing that you would want to share with somebody um, that um, that could help them? You know, in this area, obviously, you know, uh, you know, you shared a couple of resources there. So let's start there and then then I'll uh, close this out with a couple other things. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Ask me that one again. I had a little bit of a um, is there is there one. You know, what would be the one thing that you would want to share with with uh, the audience? You mean in terms of resources and such or yeah, in terms of in terms of resources, next steps, you know, things that they could do. Oh, to, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, folks, I'd. I'd suggest uh, respectfully you you consider taking a a look at um, my podcast which is self-directed investor radio uh, you can find it on iTunes or at sdiradio.com uh, it, it it is my labor of love but i'm uh, uh confident in saying that you will hear things there that you will not hear anywhere else uh it is full of unique powerful strategies for self-directed investors that you're never going to hear on CNBC, and you're never going to hear even the the real estate guru talking about because this is not this is not really aimed at at the person who is just starting out. It's it's aimed at the person who's already done very very well for themselves, but doesn't really understand how to take what they've done and make it into something grander and greater. And so that's who it's uh, intended for. So that's what I'd suggest, folks. Go to sdiradio.com or check it out on iTunes at Self Directed Investor Radio. That's uh, all right. Great stuff. So, um, to to uh, 
to close us out here, um, I know you're, you know, you're a man of great knowledge in many areas, <laughs> right? Um, except for when you have to talk about, you know, <laughs> your wife's situation there. But, um, you know, is there, is there a favorite quote that you have? And I'm wondering what it is. Yeah, you know what, it, you know what it is? And it, it, it's so trite and it's the one that comes to mind for so many people. But for me, it's, it's not even a quote. It's a, it's a tagline. It's Nike's just do it. Um, yeah. That is that 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 little notion has been so important to me. Just get out of my, you know, I get out and get in my own way far too frequently. And and in the last couple of years, I've tried to just do it. And somehow that works. Awesome. Well, with that said, I I, uh, greatly appreciate your time today. And uh, it was awesome getting to do this with you. And, and, you know, definitely an honor for me to be able to share with the world your your uh, your skill set, your knowledge uh, and and go out and impact many people with your message. So I'm fired up to that. I got to share this with you today. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to great things you're going to do with this show. It's, it's, it's just awesome. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.